and welcome to another episode of Comedy Commentary. I am Jason Grimm, and with me as always, my good friend and co-host, Ethan Timmerman. Hola. And tonight, on the set list, we have Ken Jong. You complete me ho. Let's hit the stage. So unfortunately, um, at the beginning of this episode, um, when we recorded it, we just found out this news earlier today um, that Brody Stevens, um, a comedian who actually worked with Ken Jeong on um, The Hangover, um, was a veteran of stand-up, um, worked with some of the comedians around this area, actually, um, had, had died at the age of 48 of apparent suicide. So um, that was some sad news to hear. Um, our thoughts are definitely with his family. Um, and if you've ever struggled with anything like that, reach out to somebody, talk. Um, suicide Hotlines, 1-800-273-8255. Make that call. Don't do yeah. that to your family. No. You know. It's um, it's a permanent solution to a temporary problem. Right. I mean, we don't we don't know what you're struggling with. And right. certainly don't, you know. Um, it's just a sad situation all around. And that's something we've seen, you know, a lot this year. So, um, just sad to see it happen again. So definitely if you're struggling with anything like that, um, definitely, um, you know, talk to somebody. And so if you're not familiar with who he is, if you've seen the hangover movie, um, in the scene where Bradley Cooper, um, Zach Galifianakis and Ed Holmes are in the police station sitting on the benches. Um, he's the cop that, um, goes by and tells all the people that they don't want to be, the loser sitting there, basically. So right. Face with the name if you're not familiar who with who he is. Yeah, it's sad. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, you got to get help. Right. So stop joking about killing yourself all the time, Jason. Just do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we almost had a serious moment. I know. That was not an appropriate thing for me to say. Hmm. It was but, part. It was part for the course. But yeah, it was yeah. Not. I mean, it's definitely on. I mean, that's that's the quality that we have here. Right. And those are the kind of people we are. High class. I would have to do this podcast by myself. I'm sure you could find some. I mean, there's got to be someone who could. Be, I mean, I'm irreplaceable. Exactly. <clears throat> Just like Beyonce. I mean, who else is going to move in with me to do this podcast? Right. Exactly. Everything I sacrifice for this. <laughs> Freedom and independence. Right. I just become a podcast, a co-host on a podcast, and a babysitter. <laughs> this is all I am to you. <laughs> you just want me for my voice and my poignant opinions on stand-up specials. <laughs> and your surprisingly excellent child-watching skills. I guess. I mean, he's two and a half. He basically watches himself at this point. You have no idea. <laughs> uh, well, you guys, never mind. I'm not even going to go there. Never mind. Oh, it's probably something really bad. It was bad. Yeah. Just gonna let it go. I really. Okay. I'm. It's that's proof that I'm maturing as a person. All right, we'll move on. All right, let's move on. You're, were you going to use something that I told you against me? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. I wasn't going there. All right. Uh, that's that's in the back pocket though. Okay. That's for when I give the best man speech at your wedding. Okay. Yeah, about that. <laughs> this is, that's never going to happen. You don't got to worry about right. it. I would have to get married, which takes two people. Right. Although, there's a woman. I don't know if this is true. I saw it. There's a woman who married a pirate spirit and then is getting a divorce. <laughs> so, I can just marry whatever the fuck I want. A pirate spirit? Yeah. I, don't know, I, I forget where the hell I saw that. It's on something. Some kind of news online thing. But you know how that goes. You can't really believe it. Hmm. But That's interesting. At the same time. Like, what happened? Is he ghosting her? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Pretty much, actually. He's, he's, he hasn't, he's not around anymore. <coughs> they've, they've grown apart. Cough off, Mike. 
and you can hear the cough on mic because of the quality of the equipment that we have now. Um, so, <laughs> good, very discreetly put in a cough drop. Yeah. The sound quality is great. It's so good. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's disgusting. You, you can literally hear the flavor of the cough yep. drop. If you can guess the flavor, uh, we don't have anything to give away. I'll we'll find something. We'll give you something. What do we have that they want? Name your price. If you on the comment section of this podcast episode, if you can guess the flavor of the cough drop that's in my mouth right now. Just by the noise it makes in my mouth. First try. We'll make you a guest on this, on one of our episodes. I'm good with that. And chances are, if you're listening to this, it probably means we're friends and we were going to do that anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Right. One more time for you. I think I know. Yeah. I know for sure. I would hope so. Because it's in my mouth. Mm. I'm actually not sure what this one is. Is it what I think it is? Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. High high five yourself. Yeah. Have you noticed they they put inspirational quotes on the cough drops? Yeah, they've been doing that for a while. Because they had the whole commercial. Go get it. Don't wait to get started. Yeah. Turn can do into can did. Put a little strut in it. On today's podcast, we're going to read inspirational quotes from cough drop rappers. Join us us next week. (laughs) Maybe enter in the fortune cookies. (laughs) After that, jokes from Laffy Taffy rappers. (laughs) And one day, Snapple Facts. On this episode, of rapper commentary. <laughs> we're, we're horrible with we're this. We're garbage people. Uh, All right, let's talk about Ken Jong. Yeah. Jong. Jong. Yep. Ugh, it's going to get super racist. Uh, I hope. It's <laughs> the way we like it. All right, so if you're not familiar with who this guy is, if you watch the episode, you really don't need to have to be because he's going to update you immediately. Right. Um, we'll give you a little bit of a rundown. Um, went to med school. He was a medical doctor. He worked for Kaiser Permanente. Mm-hmm. Um, while in med school, he did some stand-up. And then while he was in med school, he submitted a tape, an audition tape, to be a doctor on Knocked Up because Judge a- Judd Apatow wanted somebody who actually was a doctor. Right. He got that role, and that kind of just, that was you making weird noises. I was like, was that me or you? you. (laughs) He got that role, and that kind of started him into a successful movie career, doing bit parts up to the point where he was on The Hangover, which pretty much just launched him into the stratosphere. He's Leslie Chow. Right. So, Hangover, I don't know if it's been beaten yet, but at the time was the highest Grossing R-rated comedy of all time. Didn't Bridesmaids? Didn't. No, Bridesmaids might have beaten it. It was it was big deal. When Hangover came out, it was a big deal. I hope Bridesmaids didn't beat it. I don't know. Bridesmaids is pretty good. It was good, but it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Hangover. We're going to have our research department look into this um, while we're. <laughs> but we're just gonna wait for Jason to type it in. Um. So, what do you think of it? Of what? Prize me, obviously. Yeah, that's what we were talking about. Yeah. Boss focuses in your other episodes. Mm. We're not continuing until we find out if there was a highest growing scene comic because this is what's really important right. to this episode. Sorry, I got some other ones. Fucking Google. This is called dead air. It's not good. <clears throat> no, we'll talk. 
What? Uh, like, um, just breathe heavily into the mic. Right. It's technically not dinner. Come on, but it, the highest-grossing R-rated movie, but it's not bringing up R-rated comedy. Gone Girl is what it's saying. Is number Jeez, one. Okay. But it appears that Bridesmaid. Okay, it, was made, a, it was a big fucking deal, right? Bridesmaid. It looks like it, they it may have beaten it. All right, that's but fine. Deadpool. Oh, Deadpool's. Deadpool's. According to this right here, Deadpool has $363 million. Um, the Hangover has 277 And I don't even see the Bridesmaid on here. Oh, I thought Bridesmaid did really... Maybe it was the highest-rated girl R-rated comedy, a female cast or something like that. Yeah, it could be. Anyway. Yeah. Once again, getting off topic for some stupid-ass reason. So, basically, Hangover launched his career. Um, he's been in tons of stuff. He was uh, in my, one of my favorite roles. He was Senior Chow. In Community, he had his own um, show um, called Doctor Ken. Ken, and then he was in Crazy Rich Asians, um, which he hilariously refers to as Yellow Panther. Yeah, that's good. That's really good. That's good. Um, so basically, something unique, and we'll talk about it here. Um, how I think how it affects a stand-up. Somebody who started in stand-up got his career started in the movies. Not really related to stand-up. I mean, definitely had comedy background right. experience, but like, he wasn't actively doing stand-up at the time, I don't believe. Coming back and doing his first stand-up special after, he's already seen a lot of success, where I feel like most comedians are doing their first two specials, really before they're seeing a big jump on like the, movies, yeah, TVs. The, le- the level career. of right. fame that... Right, for yes. most comedians, doing their first out album or doing their first special is like a pretty big step in the career for him doing his first step first special is like he already has a career right he didn't have to like yeah he's not working for right which i think affected right he i mean he worked for it obviously but right no no i mean definitely not taking anything off of his dude's fucking went to med school was doing stand up the same fucking time i can't even like Working forty hour a week, and I'm like, oh, I don't think I want to go out tonight. Yeah, same here. I yeah, I, so props that, to the guy for yeah, sure. Absolutely, so, he comes out to one of my favorite songs. I know this is nobody cares what song he comes out to, but is one of my favorite Wolf Mother songs of all time, "Joker and the Thief." I'm just gonna point that out that which, I really like that song. I'm pretty sure. Is it the over yeah, at some yeah. point? Yeah, I, I'm positive it is. Describe the scene that it's in. I'm trying to think. Um, well, there's Bradley Cooper. <laughs> Zach Galifianakis. Yeah. Um, Ed Helms. There we go. Oh, I couldn't think of his name. Andrew Bernard. Is that the other guy? No. Did you never see The Office? Oh, yeah. That's Ed Helms' character's name in The right, Office. Yeah. Andy Bernard. Root do 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 do. Big, big tuna. <laughs> big tuna. <laughs> Um. Yeah, <coughs> we've already talked about that. Like, you gave me crap because I didn't catch your office reference, and I went and like marathon the entire damn thing. And it's a fantastic show. Fantastic. It's so show. good. You're sleeping on the office. Yeah. I mean, been out for a little bit. Yeah. Spoiler alert. It's good. Um. So, what do you think? Um. I I I know because um we. We kind of let go of the no talking before the podcast thing, but we don't want to get too much into it. But I could tell you had some feelings about it. Right. So we let go of the no talking. Um, we're still sticking to the no mutual masturbation before um, an episode. Right. That's only after. That's only after. So we we uh, re- we achieve release on the podcast and then also after the right. podcast. Like on the podcast, it's it's more of like a, like an emotional, emotional spiritual release. kind of thing, and then afterwards, it's, it's purely physical. carnal, carnal sexual pleasure. I mean, it's bad. Yeah, the noises, the smells. <laughs> every once in a while, the taste. I mean, every once in a while, taste is like twenty five percent of it. That's fair. I think we should just end it there. Yep. We're gonna go. We're gonna go mutually masturbate. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Anyway, 
Um, I'm going to say something bold here. Okay. This is not a stand-up special. It, that's funny, because I have... That brings me to something like... like he, it's, it's a stand-up special in the definition of the, he's standing up. But what... Are, are there rules to like a stand... Like, what makes a stand-up special? I mean, as a comedy elitist, I think I, I, have, to, I have my own rules. Okay. I apply to myself, but I mean, but I can't apply those to other. Pre- oh, here's this is what we mean by this. This is what you mean by this. This is what I mean because we don't know how I feel about it. Okay. <laughs> this is what I mean by this. I will. I will go on the record of saying before we get into it that it, I I understand what you're saying and I, and I I agree that it's not like um, your typical stand-up special. Watching it was not an unpleasant experience. Right. But if you're going in expecting what I was expecting, which I mean that doesn't that shouldn't color how I feel about it. Um, but if you're expecting it to be a stand-up special, where it is jokes, 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 that's not what this is. No. Not that he's not funny, or not that he tells jokes, but basically, how I feel about this is if his stand-up special is the conversation that I would have with him. If we went to like a long dinner, yeah, that's really good. That's really well put. Exactly. Yeah, that's exactly what it's like. It's more him telling stories about the hangover, um, his success mm-hmm. about him being a doctor and how that's related to certain comedy aspects of his life, right? And his wife. It's literally if we sat down and I was like, "Oh, how's it going?" Like, "Oh, how the hangover? Like, what the hangover do for you?" Like, and yeah. he just and like like somebody telling a story who is funny. Mm-hmm. He weaves like jokes in and out of it, but it's basically him. Like he, at one point, he's Talking like, about his wife. at one point, like a third of the way, and he's like, "You guys want to hear some hangover stories?" And that's like the next right. twenty-five minutes. It's just him just telling stories about being on the hangover. Yeah, which is fine. Like I said, I enjoyed listening to it, but it's not your typical. I it's more like, it, yeah, it's I have not... a hard time calling it a stand-up special because. I, no, yeah, I, 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 I. Does he do stand up? I get it, but in the same the breath. Train. Yeah, I know. That's why I'm trying to talk over it a little bit so that it's not too bad. But you can still hear it. Um, that's that's what it sounds like when we have sex with your mom. We run train. Ooh, Ooh burn, podcast burn. Random listener. <laughs> random listener. <laughs> <laughs> I had to take a drink. Um, choo choo, motherfucker. <laughs> Macho, the um, fucking snipe, Sully Bros. Florida. Um, <laughs> we're gonna, yeah. I don't have like, we're gonna need some more like baffling on the walls or something. Yeah, this is a discussion we should have in the middle of the podcast. Right. Well, I mean, it's not like we're talking about anything else. Um, I was talking about a lot of stuff, right? I know, yeah. And and what I was gonna say is, is in the same breath that you say that it's not a stand up special, can we can like, what about uh, Mike Birbiglia? Is that a stand-up special? Ooh, because it, it's he's telling a story Fuck about yeah. his life with peppered in jokes. So I mean, is Mike Birbiglia not a stand-up comedian? Mm, fair point, touche. But I, 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 but I don't think, <sighs> I don't I, think anybody would argue that Mike Birbiglia is not a stand-up comedian. Oh no, I, I, I'm not, I'm not saying that he's not. And I wouldn't say that his specials aren't stand-up specials. Um, but I was just, you know, kind of being the, uh, you know. Devil's advocate. That's a, that's a really good point. Because, I mean, yeah, it, it's it's not your typical stand-up special where it's, you know, come out on the stage, joke, 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 joke. It's, yeah, it's more like him telling a story about everything he went through on The Hangover and all the movies and you know, being a doctor and all that stuff. And, like, it, it, it's the kind of conversation that you would, like, yeah, you'd sit down for dinner, and that's pretty much what he would tell you. It reminded me, um, if anybody listening to this has ever seen, like, Kevin Smith perform, and I say perform like that, um, because it feels, when Kevin Smith performs, he basically tell like, he just talks for three hours, basically. Right. Um, and like just a, about... 
It's like a TED talk, but not yeah, it's as, like a, but not as like funny. A, ex- well, I mean, you Kevin Smith's hilarious. Exactly. I, I'm just yeah, I'm making a joke. Calm down. This is a joke. This is a shit serious. We podcast. take this shit seriously. Um, it reminded me of that because Kevin Smith isn't. I don't know. Like I don't know. That's a really good point about Birbiglia. What is stand up? Right. What defines stand up? And you have written down what is stand up. Yep. So I'm kind of glad, like that was the number. I was like, oh, I got a good question. That was it. It was like, because initially I was like, yeah, it's not really stand up special. But then I'm like, but I mean, what defines a stand up special anymore? I mean, it's not your typical, but. But does he call it a stand-up special? I believe so, because he's been promoting a lot. He was on Hot Ones. Um, oh, yeah. But here's the problem. With that, I watched the Hot Ones. A lot of the st- stories he tells on his special, he tells the Hot Ones. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, you know, that doesn't surprise me. You ever watch, like... Um, talk shows? Late-night talk shows? Yeah, when they're doing, doing the, bits. Yeah, they're, they're, doing, they're doing their bits from their specials. Yeah, they get literally set up by the, yeah, the host, and yep. then they do a bit. Yeah. They make it sound like a story. Right. But it's, but a, it's bit. a bit. It's a bit from... Yeah, which yep. I've noticed that, too. So, yep. I mean, I guess it's kind of like the par for the course, but... Uh, I mean, I guess if somebody's asking you the same question all the time, and you have something you're used to saying about it, right. it's part of your act, it's part... You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you're addressing most something... Most people are thinking anyway, so the fact that somebody who's interviewing you is asking that question doesn't seem too far-fetched. Right. And if you already have an answer, you know that it works and is funny. Yeah, because you're there. I mean, if you're a comedian, you're there to make people laugh. So, I mean. Well, you're supposed to be, but. Yeah. And like I said, it's not enjoyable. It wasn't. It was still an enjoyable experience. And you learned a lot about the guy Mm -hmm. and answered some questions because, watching the hangover, watching the hangover was kind of pivotal moment for me. Um, comedy wise, because it was like the first the one I think it came out in two thousand eight. Is that when I came out? Mm-hmm. Oh, should we get our uh, research? Yeah, the research department look into that while talking. I think it, it came out a pivotal moment because um, I talked about it before, but coming from a very conservative two thousand nine, two thousand nine, so nineteen perfect. Yeah, um, basically the Hangover was like the first adult comedy that I watched. Really, like right. you know what I mean, like hard R, like cursing nudity, the whole deal, and it like so it was a pivotal moment. And that moment when he jumps out of the trunk of the car, like I lost my shit. Like mm-hmm. it was so fucking funny. And so, like over the years, I've thought about that man's penis a lot. Yeah, not a lot, but like I've wondered, like more than another, more than any other man's penis, besides maybe my own. Right. Yeah. I mean, I really haven't charted the <laughs> how often I've thought of men's penises, but it's been a lot. You um, you don't have a graph? No, I don't have a graph. You have a graph? Yeah, when we go get a graph. <laughs> Bar graph, pie graph. What kind of graph do you use? I use uh, multiple. Multiples. It, it started with a bar graph. Right. Like, yeah, you you, you want you really want to see how the data right um is laid out in multiple different right. graphs because you're really going to show that you know. I like. I really enjoy the pie graph because you can really see, oh, so like, good. you know, the percentage. Like, How delicious they right. are. Right. Mm-hmm. Fucking rhubarb. <laughs> rhubarb. Um, so, honestly, I've wondered if that was his actual penis. And the spoiler alert, it is his penis. It is his penis. And it was actually his idea right. to do that scene nude. Which is crazy. I, I, I like, mean... I mean Pretty ballsy, no pun intended. <laughs> well, which that, which I kind of put on myself was like, if I was in a situation like that, would I have the courage go balls out? Yeah, like I, I don't know. I, I mean, I've never, I've never been in that situation where like walking around naked and like in front of all those people and like the crew and I mean, I don't know, man. Bradley Cooper. Yeah, how yeah, how are you working with Bradley Cooper and you're not hard? I mean, come on. <laughs> sure. But I mean, like he fully commits to that bit. So I mean he talks about that, um, which was something I was interested to hear because like, it's something I've wondered about for a while. His penis. Yeah. Just to clarify. I'm thinking about it right now. Right. 
Me too. Harder than a diamond in a ice storm. Mm. <laughs> Rhubarb. <laughs> um, no, I, yeah, I, I, um, <laughs> I just, I can't stop picturing the penis now. Um, uh, picture the penis with us, folks. Let's have a moment of silence for the penis. <laughs> Speaking of penis, <laughs> um, Hangover 2. And we're probably going to talk about hangovers a lot because that's kind of what his special is about. I so mean, like, he talks about it a lot. Right, that's what I'm saying. Hey, I really would like to talk about community more because I love to be in community. Right. Maybe just not a big time in it. I mean, I think, I mean Hangover is more popular, obviously. Right, yeah. yeah. So. Um, ping pong balls in the vagina. For Bangkok, he made that seem like that was a that actually happened, like that was a real scene. Like, well, I mean, it was a real scene, but like, she actually did that. People do that. That's Is that a, a thing? That's a thing. That's a real that's thing. That's a thing. That's not like just a comedy trope no. at this point. I'm pretty. I mean, I have never personally seen it, but I'm pretty sure that it gets done. Research department. Research department. <laughs> Do we need to clarify what we're looking up right now? Uh, yeah. There is a scene in Hangover 2 that where they're at, they're, it takes place in Bangkok, Thailand. They're at a strip club. Uh-huh. And one of the um, female performers, we're going to call that, has ping pong balls in her vagina and then pops them out. And, uh, I mean, are you going to, should we tell them what happened or are we just going to leave it? I mean, one hit Bradley Cooper in the right mouth. Right in the mouth. Right in the mouth. Um, okay. I I can't talk and do this at the same time. I mean, I could. Um, no, pong, ping pong in vagina shot. Ping pong vagina stripper. Um, but who... Okay, honeysuckle divine. She has a Wikipedia. She's a Wikipedia. Say that in the way. She has a Wikipedia. Wait, she's famous enough for it that she has a Wikipedia yeah. page. Um, born Betty Jan Alsop, January twenty first, nineteen thirty eight. Nineteen thirty eight. A retired American stripper, erotic performance artist, and sexual columnist. Her specialty was inserting and ejecting things from her vagina on stage. So yeah. Is there video proof of this? Uh, it's it's Wikipedia. I mean, it's got to be correct, right? I, I'll click on videos. Uh, stripper blow fire out of her vagina. Wow. Stripper beer pong and strip and dare.com. So this, this is like premium browsers content. You have to pay for this. Mm. You are implying that I don't already. <laughs> Woman shooting ping pong balls into a cup. Okay, so yeah, it's real. Oh wow, they do it. Um, but it's, well, I've never felt. And here's the time in the podcast episode where I can't think of the word I want to think of. So every, dissatisfied with having a penis before. Yeah, we can't really do a whole lot with it. Just flops around, gets in the way. Yeah. Occasionally, you sit on it. Play ring toss, but you. I you, guess yeah, but you, you don't just stand get to play. There. Yeah, no, you just gotta stand there, yeah. like a pff, piece of meat, right? Hat rack, piece of prime rib. That's all I am. That's all I am to you people. Prime rib, <laughs> nice chunk of flame and yawn. Medium rare, just sitting here. <laughs> a little bit of garlic butter on me. Ugh, society man. So hard to be a man nowadays. As a white male in this country, right. you would not Rough. believe the things I have to deal with. It's ridiculous. I, for one, am embarrassed for the country. I will not put up with it. Mm. It's time that we have a revolution. The white males of the country have. <laughs> for far too long. For far, way too long. Far too long. Have we sat by and done nothing 
while being paid better wages, right? better opportunities. Well, I feel like a real piece of shit. I like to apologize to all the females and minorities out there. I'm so sorry. <laughs> White guilt. Uh, I mean, I'm a, I'm a, I, I lean pretty he- left, pretty hard left politically. Right. Um. So I was, I was not happy when Donald Trump was elected president, but as a white male, I was like. We're gonna be all right. Yep. I, I don't. I don't like this, but I think I'll be okay. Mm. I don't, yeah. I'm ashamed that I. I thought that, but it's also true. You should be ashamed. I'm ashamed for many things. Go get it. <laughs> oh, that's what your cop drop says. It's a weird reference. Um, we usually don't put the uh, strap on until later. Right. Wait till we get it now. I already brought it out. It's in the door. Getting warmed up. <laughs> I like to put it in the microwave beforehand. <laughs> no, we have a special strap-on warming drawer. But yeah, especially. It's custom-made. Yeah. By Louis Vuitton. Wow, this episode got real gay. Which is fine. Right? Not that there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> <laughs> wow. We were talking about ping pongs in the vagina, which I just don't get. Ten, I, like, ten, ten years from now, we're going to have a career, and it's going to be ruined by this episode. Yeah, oh like yeah. James, we're going to be the James Gunn podcast episodes. Yeah, yeah. Because once it's out there, it's out there. I mean, I mean, we don't have to release it. That is our choice, but we will. Oh, we absolutely will. Because we're fools. It's all vanity. Mm-hmm. We just want somebody to love us. Yeah, that'd be nice. <sighs> I, I don't remember what that feels like. Oh man I was going to make a joke But it's probably inappropriate Right That's You know how. What is the Weird noises coming out of you I don't know <laughs> I have no idea That's like the Third one I know And all this great New equipment we have Picks up Picks like up, a mouse yeah. fart From 30 yards <laughs> Like <laughs> It's great I heard uh, the neighbor queef three minutes ago on this shit. Like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> and it's a dude. That's the weirdest I, it's part. It's crazy. <laughs> penis fart. Oh, my God. Could you imagine if, like, we farted out of our penis instead of our butthole? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Maybe we won't release this one. That's awful. Like, we let a balloon go and it's just like flapping around. Is that how it would be? Just like. <laughs> you know, like when you poop and you like fart and poop at the same time, like in, like in intervals, like, but that would be like what it would be like when you're peeing. Right. At the it would, urinal. Yeah, it would just be like, like everywhere. Like yeah. it would just come out in like a, a big spray. You know what I'm thankful for this year? We don't fart out of our penis. Yeah. Very good thing to be thankful for. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> um, he also talks about... Um, it's kind of it's interesting for him to, when he talked about how like he was still... I like how I'm just trying to like, get back into it. <laughs> Like, like, no, that happened. <laughs> just moving forward. Yep. One Move foot, on. one foot, instead of from the other. Um, he kind of talks about what it was like, and it would be so crazy, for, like, to to have like a normal job, and because he was still working as a doctor when he was in um, knocked up. Yeah. He took vacation to do that. Did yep. it over vacation week, and then you know he was one day he was recording a movie. Filming a movie, I guess they call it. That's what they call it nowadays. Yeah, the kids. Fucking kids. Um, Farting out their buttholes like they're supposed to be. Yeah. Fuck. Evolution, maybe one day, buddy. Fingers crossed. And so, anyways, to go, to to be filming a movie with, and it was knocked up. So I mean, it's like Judd Apatow, Seth Rogen, um, 
So many people. The Avengers of comedy. Yeah. As I said in a completely original thought that I just came up with. <laughs> I've never heard that before, man. That's like blew my mind. Um, to be there on set with all those people, then to go back to practicing medicine the next day. To be on set, and then at that point to be like nobody. Right. Like, you yeah. know, just like these are your heroes. Mm-hmm. I, could, I could even fucking imagine. I, I, that's what I'm saying. Like, to have that experience one day, go back to work the next, like, couldn't do it. Like, it would, you'd be so torn, because, like, I mean, I guess, you know, for him, you know, being a doctor, although they give a lot of fucking student loans, but, uh, and his wife's a doctor, too. So, but they have, like, a little bit, like, for you and I, like, Mm -hmm. just regular Joe's people. Um, who, you know, don't make shit ton of money and to like have that happen and then go back to like normal life. it's like, well, what if that doesn't really, cause he's not guaranteed just cause he's a role in a movie. is not guaranteed to be a star. Yeah. And, but you- oh, plenty of people like, look at the guy, um, who was in, uh, what was that? Uh, fucking Tom Hanks, Captain movie. Oh, I am Captain. Captain- Phillips. Yeah. The guy who played the Samoan pirate guy won like a fucking Oscar for it and the next day went back to work at the Verizon kiosk he was working in the mall before the movie. That's crazy. Has he been anything else since? I probably, I don't know. That's insane. Yeah. He's that good of an actor. The motherfucker like won awards like Gary Oldman hasn't fucking won. Right. Like, but he did, but he's going back for his work at Verizon now. That's insane. Like that is insane. Yeah, but um, but Ken he uh quit. He's like, you know, I'm gonna do it. And I, I don't know. I just I, like which I which I think people like you mean the you bring up the uh, subject of money. Which would you rather quit? A dead end job you got because you applied, or being you just went to school for eight. You went to fucking medical school to be a doctor, doctor. like one of the most prestigious careers you can have. And you decide to leave that on the chance right. that you can make it as an actor? Yeah. It's yeah. not like you fucking quit Subway to do this shit. No, I, I get what okay. you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite things to do now is just like stare at you and say nothing. <laughs> it's like you have no idea what's going on. Um, yeah, I mean, you can look at it, but like... Um, neither side has it better, I guess, like, depending on how you look at it. Um, you know, obviously it's easier to look at it from your point of view, your perspective, but, um, I can definitely see what you're saying. Like, yeah, you're putting all that work into that and then just being like, uh, I'm going to go do this. But for us, like with, you know, yeah, some crap job, Walmart, I mean, don't work at Walmart, but you know what I mean? Right. Quitting Walmart to go try this. But then at the same time. If you're working at Walmart, you probably don't have a big nest egg up. And, you know, depending on what your true. your wife or significant other does, you know, that's like trying to live off one paycheck, supporting, you know, if you have kids or whatnot. Yeah. It just, it's no matter how you look at it or where you're coming from, it, it has to be a scary thing. For sure. But how else? I mean, I feel like you'd have to, like, to, to take I mean, that chance. Yeah. yeah. Like, cause you, there's, if you wait any amount of time, you're you're gonna be nobody because if that movie doesn't do good, and then you're gonna be forgotten. But at that moment, when you have all these people that like you and you talk to them, that's that's if you're gonna do it, that's the time to do it. If you wait, you can't. So it's either do it then or don't do it at all. And I just thought it was interesting to hear him talk about it. Yeah, no, absolutely, definitely, for sure. Yeah, it's definitely definitely scary because mm. it's it's a big what if. Yeah, that, I mean that's the scariest thing. Um, I I mean, for me, is like not knowing what's going to happen. Even if something's going to be bad, I'd rather know that's going to be bad than just not right. just not knowing. Yeah, it's definitely interesting, and and that was like the thing about this special was uh, it was interesting to hear him talk about everything because like it was it's not your typical stand up special like we said it's more of a conversation. And some of these are like questions that like you had about his penis. 
And then, like, other people had about him practicing medicine and leaving and stuff. <laughs> people want to know about him being a doctor. I wanted to know about his dick. Right. Is that real? Tell me about your ding dong. Yep. Let me see that dick. <laughs> I want to see your pee pee. Um, just sounds awful. Awful. PB means mm. yeah, a bad word. Oh, another thing is like uh, to be the doctor <coughs> in um, is there a doctor in the house situation? That'd be cool. I mean, you don't have to be a doctor to raise your hand in that situation. <laughs> um, I mean, nobody's like, is there a doctor in the house? And please provide proof of that. Let me see your degree. I need four personal references. Actually, in, when I was in nursing school, they pretty much tell you not to. They get your ass suit off. Oh, yeah. Let that motherfucker die. <laughs> yeah. They're like, yeah, don't. Well, they don't, actually have. They say don't announce that you're a doctor or like don't say you're a nurse. Like um, they say don't hang your stethoscope or your name badge from your window. Because if you pull over and help somebody and they know that you're a nurse. You get held to like a higher standard. If something happens, you get in deep shit. Oh, really? Yeah. I said so. Pull over and help, but don't advertise that you're a medically trained person. Really? Yeah. Don't they have like good Samaritan laws now that like yeah. prevent you from getting sued if something would happen? They do have them, but I mean, there's ways around everything. Huh? They just said just to be because yeah, we did talk about that, but they're like just to be safe. Just don't announce that you're. A medically trained person. Actually, do something wrong on purpose so they they really don't think. <laughs> Not something bad, but just enough where like, oh, nurse right, wouldn't yeah. know that. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. Cut or something. Yeah. Yeah. Just use all the wrong names for right. everything. Yeah. <laughs> don't call anything by its right name. Right, no. Just make up words. For simple things like Band-Aid. Forgot the name for Band-Aid. So, give, me, give me one of those bleed stoppers. <laughs> they hand you a tampon. Oh, I don't need a flute cork. I need a bleed stopper. Get your head out of your ass, Debra. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking idiot, Debra. <laughs> told you a bleed stopper. God. What cunt? I hate Debra. Piece of shit. Oh, my God. So. Any final thoughts? He um He's really good with the crowd. I thought he was a pretty good crowd interaction. Do you, I want to talk about something that happened near the beginning of this. Yeah. It's in the preview. The which part? The whole part? Yeah. The whole part? Yeah. You think that was set up? I, I don't know, man. It's so... I was wondering about that, too. I mean, there were a lot of Asians in the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> well, what I'm saying is, like... It looked like a smuggled cargo ship. <laughs> Cargo container. <laughs> oh man. Um, if you were to get a lot of like white people in a room, chances are someone's gonna be named Smith, right? I yeah. Mean, is, is Ho just the common? It probably is. I mean, I don't know. I don't know any hoes. You wish you knew some hoes. Oh God, yeah. <sighs> it's depressing. Yeah, sorry, bud. Um. I, I was wondering the same thing. I'm like, is that... Because that's like... So coincidental if it wasn't. But I don't want to believe that it was. Right. The Emperor has no clothes, basically. Right. Like, it's better if we just believe that it yeah. wasn't set up. I mean, you know, I like him. He seems like a likable guy. Oh, yeah, for sure. He seems like definitely like a fun guy to hang out with and... Yeah, he makes the comment about, you know, he loves that people recognize him as Leslie Chow. And if, if anyone ever asks for a picture, he does it and all that stuff. Right, which is because I hate, like, for somebody who, you know, 
I'm not, I don't want to sound like I'm just like want to be famous so bad, but like would be so grateful if they were right. in a position like that. And then you see celebrities who are in that position who take it for granted and then are dicks to people. Right. I'm like, dude, like, 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 like I'm going to use this example. Fucking Harrison Ford, like being pissed off that he was Han Solo and in Indiana Jones. Like, dude, like, you define kids' entire childhoods, right. and then you get pissed off at people when they're like excited to see you. Yeah, like stop I mean, being such a fucking dick. Like they paid for your goddamn house, right? Yeah, if it weren't for the, fa- I mean, you you were making cabinets before right. you got pulled into Star Wars, which was chances of that movie becoming a success were so slim that the studio gave like half the rights to George Lucas, and he became a fucking billionaire off it because it worked. Yeah. Like, you should be fucking grateful for that shit. Yeah, you could still be making cabinets. Or you'd still be fucking making cabinets. Yeah. Like, be, be grateful when people, like... And I get that, like, fans can be annoying and stuff. And, like, <clears throat> I don't like I don't judge, usually, celebrities on, like, one or two bad... Everybody has a bad day. Yeah. And Just get tired yeah, of people. I mean, but, like... Read, you, read the room. There's times yeah. they approach them, times not to. I mean... Right. And I get that fans don't always get that. But, like... Be grateful for that opportunity. That's all I like to see about him is how grateful he was for having mm-hmm. those opportunities and like being able to say that. Like he never gets upset when somebody wants a picture. Right. Like because without that role, he wouldn't be where he is today. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and th- yeah, I I really like that about him. He you know, he seems like just he seems like the type of person that knows, you know, how lucky that is. Because I, I, anyone who's famous. It takes work, absolutely. But a lot of if you ask certain people, a little bit of luck involved too. Oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah. Well, it's it's hard work and persistence equals right. luck, basically. Right. I mean, and I mean, there is some chance involved, obviously, and location and what you do with it. Like, if it wasn't in fucking L.A., you probably wouldn't have had that. Right. That's why Northeast Ohio is the best. Mm-hmm. All the opportunities. So many. Great. Just agents knocking down the door. Absolutely. Please, somebody in New York, Chicago, or California hear this. Right. Save me. <laughs> Help me. Please. Let's <laughs> get out of here. The wind hurts my face. It does. Bit. Of course. Yeah, but it's Chicago, New York, man. It's yeah. cold, too. Spain to LA. Yeah, LA, It's so cold here. It is. There's no vegan restaurants. <laughs> I, I, I long for a veggie steak. I fucked a cow last episode. <laughs> really like to make reparations for that. Yeah. You can help me, please. Fuck a cow. <laughs> I, feel like, <laughs> I feel like there may have been a follow up to that. There, there was, but it's gone. <coughs> I was going to say, like, eat a vegetable or something. I don't know. There is something there, but it's gone. <sighs> Got nothing. Your loss of word is rubbed off, apparently. It's not the only rub off we're going to do. Mm-hmm. <coughs> All right, I'm dying over here. Yeah. <coughs> going down. <coughs> Welcome to Comic Commentary. I'm your solo host. <laughs> <laughs> Last episode, Ethan died. Yep. Oh, don't worry, I'll just keep going on. You can just take over my life? Yeah. Marry my wife, father my child. Nah, get rid of the kid. <laughs> Giving him up for adoption real quick. That's fine. My my birth mother adopts him. <laughs> and the final twist of irony in my life. Yeah. <laughs> Ethan 2.0. That's right. Sounds like a Disney show. Like Disney kids oh, show. Oh, yeah. Disney or... iCarly and Ethan 2.0. <laughs> Oh man! Should write that, pitch it. Oh yeah, I'm sure. Some will buy it. All the garbage is on TV nowadays. I don't. I actually don't watch TV. I mean, I you know I do, but I don't watch actual TV. Right. But I usually that, wait. But that like that brings us to our comedy pick of the week. Oh yes, it does. And I'll let you introduce that. Um. Okay. So, I on Facebook one day, I just happened to you know you get those videos. And a video came up about some people standing around talking about steaks. I really liked it. Looked into it. <laughs> this is 
Thomas, there was a picture, a video about steaks, and I loved yeah, it. Yeah, no, there's a guy standing around talking about steaks and how to cook them, and it was really funny. It was really well written, and I looked it up, and it was a show called Letter Kenny, and kind of was telling you about it. I showed you some videos and started watching it, and it is great. How are you now? You wanna know what? It's fantastic. It's a good show. Great show. Great show. <laughs> it is incredibly quotable. If you um uh, one of our dear friends likes to put it, it's not like people falling down funny. All of its humor comes from incredibly solid writing. Mm. The right, writing yeah. of the show is incredible. Yeah, the writing is great. Um the way they deliver the lines, fantastic. It's very, just, it's very good. I um, I highly recommend it to anybody. Um, you know, I, I know one person who, you know, watched the first episode, wasn't really good with it. Um, but I feel like the intro to the very first episode, like, if that intro doesn't make you laugh at all, it might not be for you. Yeah, that's fair. Because, I mean, that's pretty much... Like the humor of the, the thing. But it's called Letter Kenny. It's on Hulu. Um, six seasons. Fantastic, Fantastic. show. Absolutely. We're, we're in love with it. I was kind of a sleeper comedy. I'm surprised um, um, how many people I weren't expecting to be into it actually really enjoy the, right. enjoy the show. I get more and more people um, who really like it. So. Yeah, we've been trying to spread the word. and uh, For sure. So that was kind of uh, what we're into this week. Yep, or, and then... Um, as I promised on last episode, um, oh, this is going to be released before that. It should be. Um, Tuesday, March 5th is when I'm going to be at Shakers Comedy Club in Youngstown um, for the semifinals there. So if you want to come see me do stand-up, that's where I'll be then. And I'll make sure to link the uh, um, event page, event thing on our page once it's up and running. Um, so all the information's on there, date and time and things like that. So. Mm. If we come see me do stand up, I'll be at Shakers Comedy Club March fifth. Yeah, because you know, yeah, should be out. Yeah, yeah, should be out then. So you have a couple of days notice. Get in there, go check them out, watch them, support them. Yep, and then if I go through there, we go to the finals, and then after the final, the winner gets like three hundred bucks in a paid spot at featuring at Mojo's Comedy Club, I think something like that. So not a bad gig. There's a lot of there's a lot of really good comedians I'm going up against though. So it's all perspective, my friend. I know it was a good, really good show last week. So I like the set list I'm doing. Good. Anything else? No, I think that's it. All right. Well, I guess we'll talk later. All right. Love you. Bye.